return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Love that the markers out there, cornerstone. The answer is Jesus. I like that. It's a good message to the community. Thank you, Jesus. So. Uh, Deb Callswick's got our message tonight, so let's welcome Deb. Uh, you got a mic on? Yeah, let's welcome Deb as she comes to share. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Praise yes, be to God. Lord. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Yes, Blessed Lord. be the name, King Jesus. Yes, Blessed Lord. be our great Hallelujah. Redeemer. Adonai, we declare your lordship over this house, over this service, over this people. Thank you. Take your place of honor, Jesus, high and lifted up above every other. Glory to God. Even tonight, Lord, confront our fears, I ask in Jesus' name, and magnify your enoughness, your bigness, your giantness. And may our eyes be open and our hearts receptive, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. amen. I've learned that these Wednesday nights go so fast. So, got to just get to it, right? We want to hear this wonderful word from Jesus. Jesus. So we're working on declarations, specifically overcoming fear. Anybody ever deal with a little of that? (laughs) So we're going to start with Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 from the New King James. For the word of God is living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Friends, there is nothing more powerful in the universe than the words of God. And it has this kind of power, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That uh, New Living Testament says it exposes our innermost thoughts, and even our desires. So for those of us who are pursuing life in the Spirit, anybody in this house? (laughs) This is big news, friends, because all these ideas, all these thoughts, all these things cross our head, our our heart, our mind in a day. How do we discern what's from God, what's from our enemy, what's from our flesh? What are we just making up? We have to have this living, active, powerful, breathing word of God so that it does divide, it does penetrate, it does discern way down to the core of our being. And it's got to be engrafted into our souls, becoming part and parcel of who we are. Thus, this entire process I've been kind of meditating on, delving into, renewing our mind. Well, hopefully you're at it too, right? It's a lifetime process. It's what... The big name is sanctification, (laughs) renewing our minds, washing our minds with the water of the word, realigning our thoughts to come into agreement with God's high and holy thoughts. So we're bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus. Why? Why do we do this? Because we are his. We are purchased with the blood. 
Oh my goodness. We are cherished ones. We are redeemed ones. We are kingdom people living on this planet. We're supposed to be affecting our world with that life that we carry, with the light, with the glory. Um, We're going to look at another verse here that talks about this power, this life that we are carrying and how to get it out to our world. We're in um, John 6, 63, please. And these are Jesus' words. He says it is the Spirit who gives life. And we need to understand it doesn't come any other way. The world's got all kinds of things they think will give life, but it's only the Holy Spirit. The flesh profits nothing. And Jesus said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, we've meditated on this for years. I know we all understand. Yes, what's Jesus saying? My words are life. But he's saying a little bit more than that. So I want to um, just encourage you tonight. The entire word of God is words of life. I mean, the entire New Testament, we really should... Look at it and read it from a different vantage point than maybe that you've ever thought of before. That you are a new creation now. You are a supernatural being. Well, so how do I operate now in this earthly realm as a supernatural being? Well, let's start reading the New Testament like that. Because there's hint after hint after hint of how to do it. How do I release this glory that I carry? This light and this life to my world. Now, Jesus also said that my words, he says, are words that are spirit. There's actually a spiritual substance connected to Jesus' words, to all of God's words, friends. This isn't like any book in the library. Have you figured that out? It's alive. And there are, there's spiritual substance to his words. Well, the truth is, friends, that all our words are spiritual. All our words carry Life or death. All our words carry blessing or cursing. All our words carry faith or fear. I mean, we've meditated on this verse before. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. In other words, whatever words you decide you want to give out, or the truth is actually we should ask ourselves, what do I want to receive? Because then, that's the kind of words we will give out. So as image bearers of the eternal God, we have this amazing gift to speak and to release life, to frame our world, to set the course of our life with our words. Not to mention the power we have to actually uplift somebody else, to release peace to somebody else, to, to release resurrection life to the people around us. So tonight we're just going to use this small period of time to focus on the power we have to speak, to declare, and to decree. The best definition I've come up with for these declarations are simply statements of faith. Why? How many are you you trying this at least? Making declarations. All right. Why? Because we want to see transformation occur. How many of you have seen a little transformation? Glory to God. Amen. One lady came and said, she said that, I don't, I know, it's grace. May I tell you that? I haven't even asked her permission. She told me about a family situation where 
Somebody hadn't even spoken to her in this long period of time, so she just started declaring it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it was just a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden, this person called. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just amazing in our marriages. Yeah, I guess. There's thousands of things I could tell you. But we got to keep going. we got to keep going. All right. We're coming into agreement with whose thoughts? The devil's? No. With God's thoughts, God's intentions. And so tonight, let's just focus on living fearlessly in this world. Is it possible? Yes. How many times does it say in the Bible? Do not fear. Do not fear. Fear not. Don't be afraid. I'm working on a book right now, A Year Without Fear. Because they told me there were 365 fears nots in the Bible. Well, I can't find 365, but there's a whole lot of verses about not being afraid. So I shouldn't have a problem, except I am. I'm only on page, whatever, 200. Pray for me. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Luke chapter 1, verse 74. This is the words the Holy Spirit gave through Zechariah. After John the Baptist was in the womb of Elizabeth for some nine months, John couldn't talk. But here he is. Under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, he says, listen, we have been rescued from our enemies. Anybody in the house been rescued from your enemy? So why? Why has God been so intentional about setting us free? Why did he send Jesus? Why did he go through that brutal death and then the glory of the resurrection? Here it is, so we can serve God without fear. Now, fear and everything it entails. Maybe you can help me, but I came up with a few words. Anxiety, panic, dread, terror, fright, alarm, worry, paralysis, insecurity, You think of a couple more? Apprehension. Apprehension. Thank you. All of these things are not from God. And none of them are God-intentioned. You cannot ever say that terror was sourced in heaven. Or that fright, or apprehension, or dread, or insecurity. None of this stuff is from God. And they don't belong to us as kingdom people. In the world, yes, they wear this banner. They're proud to say, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm uptight. And may I give you a tiny little grammar lesson here? There's all kinds of people that, even believers, well, a lot of us, I used to, say the word, I'm anxious about something, when actually what we meant was, I'm excited. Well, can I tell you, if you're excited about something, say, I'm excited. Don't say I'm anxious because, first of all, you're aligning yourself with the enemy. Because here's what anxiety means. Webster's defines anxiety as characterized by uneasiness of mind and brooding fear. You know, brooding is kind of a Bible word, you know, at the very beginning when the Bible says that the Holy Spirit was hovering. Another translation actually uses the word brooding. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want fear and anxiety brooding and hovering over me. Amen. I want the peace of God yeah. hovering yeah. over me. Right. And Oxford defines being anxious as a feeling of nervousness, worry, or unease. Right. 
Second Timothy 1.7 spells it out very clearly. God is not the source. It says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Some translations say timidity. Some say cowardice. We can put in all those other words, right? Panic, dread, anxiety, uh, terror. But what has God given us? He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. We've got to get this new picture on our hearts and our minds and in our imaginations, friends. This is who we are. Because God is not the author. He's not the giver of all of those other things, of terror or dread or anxiety or worry. I missed that one from the list. Refuse them, friend. Stop calling them yours. Don't say my anxiety or my timidity. Or my fear. I mean, it's just kind of, it's like if you're trusting God to heal you, okay? You can't walk around and, okay, in one breath and say, Lord, please heal me of my of the migraines. And then walk around and say, well, I believe in God about my migraines. Yeah. That's like saying, okay, I'm going to take them as mine. Yeah. Don't do that. That's just true. refuse them. Yeah. I love how Joel Osteen says that we are not Sick people trying to get well. We are well people. Whole people. Maybe fighting off a little something here and there. Same way with prosperity. You can't look at yourself and think, well, I'm poor. I'm barely making it. And I'm kind of hoping God will prosper me. No, the Bible says it's part of our covenant. It's part of our full inheritance in Christ. Prosperity. Third John. Verse 2, right? I wish above all things, this is God talking, that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So that's the way we want to see ourselves. Same is with fear, friends. Don't see yourself as insecure. Don't see yourself as nervous and worried and uptight and anxious and and whatever all these other things are. No, let's see ourselves as sons and daughters of the Most High God. With peace, sound minds, trusting hearts. Let's refuse the anxiety. Let's learn how to walk in peace. What are we doing? We're partnering with God now in changing the very imagination of our hearts to align with God's word. So we're going to stop giving agreement to the enemy because what? He's a liar. His description of you is not consistent with God's at all. Not at all. And he throws all these stupid things at you. Like, I heard this girl, even at a piano lesson the other day, she says, there's no solution. I don't know what to do. I said, listen, the Bible says there's always a solution. You know that, right? That's one of the first declarations you should all learn. There's always a solution. Based on, isn't it 1 Corinthians 10, 13? There's always a way of escape. Always, 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 always. Praise God. It wasn't in my notes, sorry. I hope I got the right verse that I gave you. <laughs> mm. So uh, we are dressed in righteousness. We are supernaturally infused with power and might. Greater is he that is in us that he, than he that is in the world. Yes. Now, I'll never forget Jeannie said that we should always get our messages down to just eight words. Are you in the house, Jeannie Kaufman? Every message should get down to at least eight words. So here's my eight words. If you miss everything else for the night. God has placed an invisible shield around you. 
This is the truth we must get in our hearts and speak it and declare it and believe it. And we might just have to get a little bit forceful in seizing it and grabbing it and making it ours. There's a new blueprint that has to be made, developed on our minds and in our hearts. And it's just like I said, when we're fighting against disease or poverty or worthlessness or victim mindsets or whatever it is, what do we go? We go to the Word of God and we find the truth. We dig in. We meditate on it. And then we speak it and we call those things that be not. In other words, they might not be in my experience yet. But I'm calling it because what? It's in my inheritance. It's right here. This is the will and testament of Jesus Christ. Am I right? And Pastor David said it too. If you heard, got a little email or a text or read it in the paper that your great uncle died and left you $25,000, I can't believe that you would just sit home and think, I don't know. I don't know if it's really mine or not. I don't know if I'm worthy of this. No, you would get yourself to that bank or the lawyer or whatever it took, and you would make sure it was yours. Well, that's just about how forceful we have to be sometimes in making these promises ours. Hallelujah. And friends, let's not wait till we have a handle on it. I run into people like that all the time. Well, I'll start declaring it when it's true. I want to be authentic. Uh... No, let's start. If you're worrying now, then start declaring right now. If you're dealing with panic attacks right now, come on. Start the declarations right now. If you're dealing with dread, apprehension, worry, whatever it is, let's start making the declarations right now. Call the things that be not as though they were. Because they are ours, friends, in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The whole purpose of declarations is to build our faith, to be transformed, to release the power of God into our situations. And may I repeat again, it's impossible to speak the word of the living God and not have something happen. Hallelujah. And the word of God works. It will eradicate fear. It will absolve anxiety. It will build trust. Yes. So I have a couple for you. If you feel like you have a little bit of faith, even if you don't, just join me. Amen. Uh, who was it that said, I was listening to some of Steve Bachman's messages here from 2015. And uh, he said he told the whole congregation before he started now, I want you to say I'll never be the same again. And the lady said, one lady said, I can't do that. Well, maybe, just maybe you could. It just might be a turning point in your life. All right, so let's try a few. Ready? Panic is not from my father. Neither is worry. Neither is anxiety. They are not sourced in heaven. So I refuse them. Nervousness, terror, or alarm. They are not mine. And I refuse them. I'm stamping them attention denied. My Abba, my Father, who loves me and keeps me by his power, is personally a shield 
to me. He's placed within me and upon me and around me the power of Jesus himself. I walk and live in the spirit of love and perfect love casts out fear. My heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. My mind is stayed on Yahweh. He keeps me in perfect peace. Now, as you know, that verse is Isaiah 26, 3. King James says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. New Living Testament says perfect peace belongs, belongs to those whose thoughts are fixed on him. Jeannie posted this verse this last uh, week in on the Women's Alive site. And she quoted it from the Passion Translation. Here's what it says there. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you because they confidently trust you. Now think for a minute, friends. All your dreams come in pictures. All your memories are in pictures, right? We always use our imaginations to see with our minds. So now we got to start using our imaginations to see what God says. If we would set our mind, our thoughts, on his goodness, his faithfulness, his enoughness, the Bible promises that we will have absolute peace. Am I seeing this right? Yeah. It's not enough just to think it, friends. Amen. The meditation process is more than just thinking it. You have to, there's, there's at least 15 words in that meditation, Hebrew word. It's like mutter, um, whisper, um, sing, speak. One of the words is roar. Roar, honestly. And I read this little blog the other day, this post about this guy who said, our Jesus is the Lion of Judah. So guess what? If we're in Christ, that means we are lions. Yes. We are bold, we are courageous, we are strong-hearted. And we're going to roar the truth. Because there's another lion out there, or some he pretends anyway. He roars like he's a lion, but he has no teeth. What he says has no substance unless you give agreement to what he says. I'll tell you where the substance is. It's right here. Faith is a substance. Glory is a substance. Grace is a substance, a supernatural substance. And I'm telling you, wherever there's truth, then faith becomes the substance. But if it's either faith or fear, remember, right? So if you start getting in fear, if, this, if you feel this and sense this dread, this anxiety coming on you, Just get to the word. All it takes is a little bit of the word. And fear has to go. Faith will fill up the gap. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm going to, well, let's let's go to the Amplified uh, for Hebrews 11.1 because I just do want to read this. Faith, as you know from King James, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
So here's what the Amplified says. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation. It's the title deed. It's the piece of paper that you got in your hand that says, I might not see it, but it's mine. It's the confirmation of the things that we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, the conviction of their reality. And here's a definition of faith that's so cool. Perceiving as real fact what is not even revealed yet to the senses. So in this whole matter of the promises of God, it is a matter of believing, but it's a matter also of grabbing hold of it and seizing it before it's your experience. And there's got to be a little bit of violence involved, friends, honestly. You can't be this meek, mild person that says, well, the Bible says... No, you have to get violent about this. Matthew eleven twelve says the kingdom of God suffers violence. In other words, it allows for. I think a better word might might be that it needs it. You, there is no way you're going to get health by just sitting around and just hoping it's going to come your way. I mean, maybe if you're eighteen or twenty and you just got all those natural strength muscles yet, but. You want health when you're 50 yet? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some violence involved. And the violent take it by force. We've got to grab hold of these promises of God and make them ours. The realities of the kingdom, friends, have to become so real, so vibrant. They've got to become the new blueprint, the picture on our minds and our hearts. Let's stop using the devil's mirror. Um, you seem to be a little insecure, Debbie. But the Bible says, I've given you a spirit of power, Amen. of love, and of a sound mind. What does the enemy say? Well, you look pretty, I don't know. I mean, he's got all these lies, right? right. You're never going to make it. Yep. No, God says, greater is he that is in me. My way, i got all my best days still ahead of me, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's read um, Isaiah 26.3 from the Passion again, like, like Jeannie posted it. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds. Now, I need you to get the picture of this. Surrounds. Surrounds. Surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with, absorbed with, absolutely, completely taken with who God is. Perfect peace surrounds the one who confidently puts his trust in God. Now, you all know, I'm sure you've heard sermon after sermon already about this, this special word from Isaiah 26 about peace. It's the word shalom. Yeah. One of the richest Hebrew words out there. To this day, people in Israel greet each other with shalom. Yeah. And they say goodbye and shalom. <laughs> because it's like saying shalom. May you be healthy and well. Shalom. May you prosper. Shalom. May you have harmony in all your relationships. Shalom. May you be safe and protected. Shalom. And here is the promise. We're not just talking about tranquility and quietness, which is kind of nice, right? An assurance that everything's okay. But it's more than that. Absolute peace. Absolute safety. Absolute protection. Absolute wellness and wholeness is ours when we set our minds, even the imagination of our heart, 
is consumed with how good our God is. Hallelujah. Do you realize that God has even given himself the name Jehovah Shalom? Meaning, hey, I'm your wholeness. I'm your tranquility. I'm your quietness. I'm your protection and your safety. I mean, there's a whole lot of declarations from right here, right? Let's try a couple. My mind is stayed on, focused on, consumed with, completely taken with the wonder and the glory and the goodness of God. My Father, my Savior, is the Prince of Peace. And His peace rules my heart. Because I confidently put my trust in God. Perfect and absolute peace surrounds me. Mm, what I got? Four minutes left? All right, let's quick go to Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. I want to go a little further with this word surround. Because God gave this very personal word to Abraham. And again, I know some of you could shut me off and say, Abraham, uh uh-uh, that doesn't apply to me, nothing from the Old Testament. But Galatians 3.29 says, if you be in Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, the promise. Every promise made to Abraham is yours in Christ. So you can put your name in this one, friends. Let's go back to that other Genesis 15.1. All right, here it is. And this is before he's Abraham. This is before covenant. Fear not, Abraham. You should just write your name right there. Come on, fear not, Kathy. Fear not, Lyle. Fear not, Dave. I am personally your shield. I'm your protector. I'm your defender. And I am your exceeding great reward. David had the same revelation, Psalm 3.3. King James Version says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. And I suppose, I'm guessing, David as a warrior had a little bit of a particularly personal understanding of what a shield was to deflect the enemy's attack. But do you realize like the shields in those days, we have this picture of a shield as this kind of smallish piece of metal Smallish piece of leather, and you kind of got to move it around and make sure the fiery dart isn't going to get you. No, it's big, friends. Let me read this to you from the treasury of David. Let me, where'd that quote go? Where, 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 where? Come on, come on, come on. Okay. Why am I lost? Well, anyway, apparently I'm not supposed to read it. It's above. It's all around. It's underneath. They used to use it at night to just protect themselves from the animals. They used to use it during the day to shade themselves from the heat. Listen, you have a shield all around you. All around you. All around you. So... I got to be done, but I want you to start getting this picture in your mind. Can and oh, there's one more quick verse. Can I do one more? Yeah. All right, Romans chapter 13, verse 12. And I'll go back and be a little more thorough on this next time. 
But this is what it says. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off. You fishermen know what that means. Throw off the works of darkness. And let's put on the armor of light. So listen, you've got to see yourself now. Close your eyes and see yourself dressed in light. Light. So much light that it glares. The enemy can't even stand looking at you. You're so bright with the radiance of Christ. I got to have you see yourself huge, at least like Goliath. Can you see yourself huge in the power of Christ? See yourself shielded all around. If you have to picture angels, okay. If it takes a hundred angels to get around your whole body, then God will take care of that, okay? If you're tiny and little, I'll still take a hundred angels. I just know I'm covered, friends, and so are you. Hallelujah. We're going to end with Psalm 3, 3 from the Passion Translation, and we're going to read this together. All right, let's start with in the depths. Here it is. In the depths of my heart, I truly know that you, Yahweh, have become my shield. You take me and surround me with yourself. Your glory covers me continually, and we'll stop right there. So, Father, I thank you so much. Thank you that you have an encampment of angels all around your people. Thank you for personal protection for your beloved ones. Thank you that that shield surrounds us. The armor of light is our very weapon. You cover us with your feathers. The miracle, Lord, the immensity of shalom flowing to us and in us and around us. Lord Jesus, may faith arise and every enemy of fear and panic and anxiety and worry be it scattered. In Jesus' name, I declare and decree in Jesus' name that the one who came against us with all of this junk is fleeing from us seven different ways and shalom is ours. Say that with me. Shalom is mine. Say it again. Shalom is mine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Blessings on you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.